Welcome to WellPod, an EJG-created Podco podcast aiming to raise awareness, reduce the stigma, and make positive change for mental and physical health in regional and rural Australia. Please know that some episodes will discuss mental illness, suicide, and potentially other topics that people may find triggering. The first week of October every year is Borderline Personality Disorder Awareness Week, and I feel like it is one of the lesser known and talked about mental illnesses. Even I don't talk about it enough, despite having been diagnosed with BPD early last year. In today's episode, I want to explore what BPD is by definition, as well as share with you some of my experience with the disorder. Borderline personality disorder is the most common personality disorder in Australia, with it affecting anywhere from one to four in a hundred people at some time in their life. BPD is three times more likely in women with the symptoms typically presenting during teenage years or early adulthood. Someone who is suffering with borderline personality disorder sees the world, in particular themselves, in a distorted way. They feel intensely, they find it hard to control their emotions, they have trouble with relationships, they might be impulsive and seem to be chaotic. They can be quite unstable within their emotions and they experience intense mood swings from one extreme to the other, and they often feel uncertain within themselves. As I said before, I was diagnosed with BPD at the beginning of last year, and for me, it was quite confronting because I had always just had depression and just had anxiety. Before I was given this diagnosis, I did always feel like there was something more, that what I was feeling and experiencing could not just be put down to depression and anxiety, but I never really wanted to push the issue. When I was given the diagnosis, I didn't know much about BPD or personality disorders in general, and I was a little bit too scared and overwhelmed to go home and research it too much. It wasn't for a few months that I really looked into it, and when I read more and more into it, it was like a light bulb moment. I began to feel more reassured that I was closer and closer to an accurate diagnosis and would therefore be able to get more accurate help. So let's go into the symptoms of borderline personality disorder and as we go, I'll give you some insight into my experiences with these symptoms just to kind of help you understand them more because sometimes as a person looking from the outside in, it can be really hard to understand. To be diagnosed with BPD, you need to display at least five of the nine symptoms continuously. The first is feeling empty or having low self-esteem and empty is often a word I use to describe how I feel. It's a feeling of being hollow and like you're just walking around as a shell of a human being. I feel like this more often than I care to admit, I think. I have always been someone with low self-esteem, but in high school, I got quite good at hiding it and masking it. And that's always something I will carry with me and I struggle to let go of. The second is a fear of abandonment, which for me is less of an issue now than it was a couple of years ago. I used to be absolutely terrified of being left alone. I remember so many times I would just have a complete breakdown because my partner was leaving for the night. That was like my sore spot. I I don't get to those extremes anymore, but I do often get anxious over silly things like him being home late or being out for a while. I get a little bit iffy about it. Unstable relationships. So people with BPD tend to have more chaotic, short-lived relationships. And again, this is not something that is relatable to me anymore in the sense of my romantic relationship with my partner, who I have been with for eight years. 
Um, but before he and I were together, I did have quite short, chaotic relationships and seemed to go from person to person. But where my unstable, chaotic relationships now lie are within friendships to the point where at the moment I don't have any friends. I can't rely on anyone to be my friend. Do you know what I mean? I have acquaintances and I have people that I see, but I don't have friends, basically. Well, that's what it feels like. Okay, this one is a big one for me, especially over the past couple of months, but it's impulsive, self-destructive behaviours. I often find myself doing these things without thinking about it or I feel like I don't have control of my own body and that I can't stop myself from doing these things. My biggest impulsive behaviour is binge eating. I can eat packets and packets of those little cooking chocolate chips and not realise how much I have eaten until I am looking at the empty packet. For other people, they might display this behaviour in things like driving recklessly or shoplifting. They're basically behaviours that help you feel better in the moment but have the potential to hurt you or others in the future. Number five is self-harm, and I have always shied away from this topic I will usually just say, yes, I have experienced self-harm and never really go into any details because it makes me deeply uncomfortable to talk about. Self-harm is any attempt to hurt yourself with no suicidal attempt. I often hurt myself on purpose, which is self-harm, but I have no desire to commit suicide and I don't have suicidal thoughts. I just can sometimes hurt myself with the intention of trying to feel something. In terms of extreme emotional swings, mine are controlled during medication now, but without medication, that shit is a roller coaster. I can lose it over the smallest thing. Something that other people wouldn't even bat an eyelid would send me off the handles. But the anger never lasts long. Honestly, it's like a minute or two and then I flip the switch back to normal. And in contrast, mood swings with other mental illnesses like bipolar or depression, the intense mood swings don't last as long as they do. With with depression, your intense mood swings can last months, whereas with BPD, mine last five minutes max, basically. Number seven is chronic feelings of emptiness, which we kind of touched on up the top, but we'll go through it again. And I do not exaggerate when I tell you that I feel empty the majority of the time. It feels like there is just a void inside me. It's such an uncomfortable feeling, but it's something that you do get used to, unfortunately. And sometimes I wonder if I actually remember what it feels like to feel anything. Explosive anger and a short temper. I, as we kind of touched on above, I have extremely short switch and once it is flicked on, I just have no control over it. Yelling, throwing things, storming out. I can, I can find myself consumed by rage, but usually it's not directed at anyone else. It's always directed within myself. And lastly, feeling suspicious or out of touch with reality. And I used to think that this one was not me at all until I kind of deep dived into it a little bit further with my psychiatrist. Mine seems to present in always being suspicious of other people and suspicious of their intentions and not believing them. I always, always have to second guess and kind of go back and reevaluate people or their intentions and their honesty. 
So as you can see, I in fact do tick off at least seven of the nine symptoms of borderline personality disorder. Like most mental health disorders, the exact cause of borderline personality disorder is not known. Like most mental health disorders, the exact cause of borderline personality disorder is not known. Mental health professionals believe that it is probably caused by a combination of genes and lived experience. People with other mental illnesses who are very sensitive or who have had a traumatic childhood are more likely to have BPD, but not everyone with these experiences will develop BPD and not everyone with BPD has had. In some people, it may also be associated with a stressful event and people with BPD experiencing post-traumatic distress after that event And this might just come in the form of flashbacks, nightmares, feelings of unreality, and panic attacks. In terms of biological factors, it could just simply come down to the structural and functional changes in the brain. While genetic factors like a close relative with BPD could also contribute to the cause. So what are the most effective treatments of BPD? Because treatment can help people manage their symptoms. And for some, it can even eliminate their symptoms altogether. The first is psychotherapy which is when you see a mental health professional and you talk to them about your symptoms and they help you find ways to cope. I currently see both a psychiatrist and a psychologist and do cognitive behaviour therapy with a psychologist. After each appointment with each of them, I honestly leave feeling much lighter and like I've unloaded and like I've come away with coping mechanisms. But while that feeling doesn't last a long time, I do leave with these new strategies and coping mechanisms that I can put in place at a later date. While there is no medication that will specifically treat borderline personality disorder, people can see progress through treating associated symptoms. I take multiple medications that do different things to help me cope with day-to-day life. So I take an antidepressant, I take a mood stabilizer, I take a sleeping tablet, and I take a central nervous system stimulant. And all of these things put together don't treat the borderline personality disorder, but they help treat the associated symptoms. People living with borderline personality disorder often experience a different kind of stigma. Personality disorders feel more stigmatized than the more commonly accepted mental illnesses like depression and anxiety. And I think that is why I don't talk about BPD as often and I do want to change that. Uh, Right now I am committing to changing that. I want to start the conversation and ensure that people who also have BPD don't feel like they can't talk about their illness or get the help that they need. Thank you for listening to this episode of WellPod for the Well in the Wee Belt project. WellPod is all about rural and regional mental and physical health in Australia. This is an EJG Creative Podco podcast. Mm-hmm.